88K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Health authorities have reported more than 27,000 new COVID cases. The hospital authority says an oral antiviral could be a game changer in the battle to lower the death rate. And the COVID-19 situation across the border has worsened, with the number of local infections reported yesterday more than doubling. The number of new COVID-19 cases and deaths in Hong Kong held relatively steady yesterday as a new system came online for self-isolating patients to report any symptoms and receive health advice. The hospital authority also announced that mainland medics who are here to fight the pandemic will begin work within days, as Francis Sitt reports. number of new COVID-19 infections reported yesterday hovered around 27,000 for the second straight day. The Centre for Health Protection said over 11,950 cases were confirmed by PCR tests, while 15,809 were from people who tested positive using rapid antigen tests. That put the day's tally at 27,765, compared to just over 26,900 on Monday, pushing the total number of infections in the fifth wave of the pandemic past 740,000. Another 228 people infected with COVID died at public hospitals, ranging in age from 19 to 107. That's down from a record 249 deaths the day before. Five others died at home, while there were 56 previously unannounced fatalities. In a bid to improve treatment of those suffering from the coronavirus, the hospital authority launched a new system yesterday for patients who are isolating at home or in a community facility to report symptoms and receive health advice. The authority's chief manager, Lau Kahin, says patients will be given a link via SMS and will be sent reminders if they report serious symptoms or are at high risk. If some patients report symptoms of concern, such as having a high fever after two days of taking antipyretics, cramps, chest pains, then we will remind them to seek medical treatment, like going to accidents and emergency or notifying staff at the isolation facility. If they have high risk factors, like those under 5 or over 70, etc., when they have mild symptoms, we will remind them to remember to make a reservation at the designated clinics. The hospital authority also announced that dozens of mainland doctors and other medical workers who arrived in Hong Kong on Monday to help fight the COVID outbreak will start tending to patients at the community treatment facility at Asia World Expo within days. It says they will work as honorary staff of the authority. The hospital authority says an oral antiviral drug that's just arrived in Hong Kong will be given to high-risk COVID-19 patients with mild symptoms at designated clinics, elderly care homes and public hospitals starting from tomorrow. The authority said the Paxlovid pills manufactured by Pfizer must be taken by patients within five days of the onset of symptoms and could effectively reduce viral loads. This means it could cut hospitalisation and deaths by almost 90%. Is the director of the HA's Infectious Disease Centre, Owen Tsang. Paxlovid is really a game changer. For those infected elderly, if they are symptomatic, if they have mild symptoms to start with, they should get the oral medications. I think uh, it's very important because this drug can effectively decrease the risk of getting severe disease and also prevent the patient from dying. So it's a very important drug that I think can reverse the change of the scenario that we're facing now. 
On the mainland, the number of daily local cases have more than doubled from yesterday to over 3,500, as authorities there continue to battle their biggest outbreak in two years. Meanwhile, the city of Dongguan has stepped up its lockdown, with residents mainly confined to their homes. Vicky Wong reports. The National Health Commission reported 3,507 new locally transmitted infections, up from 1,337 a day earlier. The northeastern province of Jilin, which is under lockdown, again accounted for most of the local cases, with 3,076. Elsewhere, Guangdong province saw 48 infections, 39 in Shenzhen and the rest in Dongguan. Dongguan health officials will now conduct several rounds of testing on the city's 10 million population. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy, but there'll be sunny intervals tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 20 to 26 degrees with one or two rain patches tomorrow night. The outlook rather warm with sunny intervals in the following few days. Currently 23 degrees Celsius, humidity 85%. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. Private hospitals have made a 1,000 beds available for patients transferred from public hospitals as part of the fight against COVID. Natalie Ching has more. The Private Hospitals Association says the decision by its 13-member hospitals was unanimous. In a statement, it said the beds would be mainly for non-COVID patients, although some hospitals with suitable facilities would also take coronavirus patients who had been referred. The association said the 1,000 beds would take up about a fifth of capacity and around a third of their healthcare workers who can currently work. It said over a third of their staff were infected with COVID or in quarantine. The Hang Seng Index has had another bruising day, closing down by nearly 6% or more than 1,100 points at 18,415. The fall comes on top of yesterday's 5% drop. Norman Chan is an independent investment strategist. So we have seen the post, uh, potential problems of uh, COVID resurgence in the China regions. And uh, we have seen lockdowns in Jilin as well as Shenzhen. And uh, on top of that, we have this rather remotely, but a possibility of US sanctions on China and Chinese firms because of the potential assistance China has been providing to Russia, which China and Russia have both denied. The sentiments towards China stocks have become the most negative ever. I would say it's obviously overshoot on the downside, but no one knows when the, the bottom will be found. The Consumer Council says most squeezy or molded plastic toys it recently tested contain potential cancer-causing chemicals and fail to meet European Union safety standards. Out of the 29 toys tested, it found 22 of them had failed the EU's mechanical and physical tests. The watchdog also said PAHs, potential cancer-causing impurities, were found in more than 85% of the samples. It also said the same products contained another potential carcinogen, DEHP, at 250 times Hong Kong's safety limit. Nora Tam is the chair of the Council's Research and Testing Committee. PAH is actually a toxic and carcinogenic, particularly the two-ring PAH, which is lethalic. And nothing is very is volatile, and therefore it can be easily taken in by the children through breathing, uh, inhalation of that. And actually, two models had definitely level exceed the upper limit of the German safety standard of almost 4 to 11 times. So although Hong Kong has no uh, regulation on the limit of pH set for toy and children's product, the toy belongs to this product, and you know the pH particular leveling is higher than the standard, I think it should not let your children to play around with this. 
Turning overseas, Russian rights activists have expressed concern over the safety of a journalist who interrupted a live television news bulletin to protest against the attack on Ukraine. Marina Ovsyanikova has been arrested. She ran behind the newsreader during Monday's main evening news, carrying a sign reading, Stop the war, don't believe the propaganda, they are lying to you here. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, praised her and those like her. I am grateful to those Russians who do not stop trying to convey the truth, to those who fight disinformation and tell the truth, real facts to their friends and loved ones, and personally to that young woman who entered the studio of Channel One with a poster against the war, to those who are not afraid to protest. As long as your country has not completely closed itself off from the whole world, turning into a very large North Korea, you must fight. You must not miss your chance. The United Nations says more than three million Ukrainians have now fled the country as a result of the Russian attack. The UN Refugee Agency says 1.8 million are in Poland. The UN's children's charity, UNICEF, says almost half are children. Jeremy Locke is from a charity rescuing children from orphanages. He said they were in desperate need. They're scared, they're cold, they're hungry. And they don't really understand what's going on. They're, in a lot of cases, they're very young or disabled. We do our best to, to comfort them and move them. And it's a long process. Ukraine is a large country. It takes 20 hours to move them to safe areas in the West. The mayor of Kiev, Vitaly Klitschko, has said a 35-hour curfew will be imposed, warning that the Ukrainian capital is facing a difficult and dangerous moment. He said four people had been killed earlier in Russian airstrikes which hit residential buildings. The mayor's brother, Vladimir, has been helping in the defense of Kyiv. We're expecting that Russian military is going to be more active in the upcoming hours and days. But we are standing strong. Our will and unity of Ukrainians is as strong as ever because this is our home. Russia's defense ministry says its forces have now taken full control of the southern Ukrainian region of Kherson. The unverified claims come just over a week after the city of Kherson fell under the occupation of Russian troops. Jerry Kenny, a student from Nigeria, is among a group who've been living in a bomb shelter with no heating and limited access to water and medicine. The atmosphere is really terrible right now because we are stuck on the ground and um, we have been there for over 15 days now and we are cold, sick. Six of us are sick. The noise and the shooting, the everything is too much for us. When the bombing happened, we cannot sleep. Our basement vibrates. And some people, their mental health is very, very terrible right now. And bombing, the shelling, it's really, really terrifying. A senior Ukrainian negotiator has said that talks between Moscow and Kyiv on ending nearly three weeks of fighting in Ukraine had restarted, with both sides having signalled progress. A member of the Ukraine delegation and presidential aide Mikhailo Podolyak wrote on Twitter that his side would be pushing for a ceasefire and the withdrawal of troops from the country. French Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire has hailed tough new sanctions imposed by the European Union to punish Russia for its attack on Ukraine, describing it as historic. That's the strongest package of sanctions ever adopted by the European Union in its history. That's a historical decision. You will have more than 600 Russian people being targeted by those sanctions you will have a large part of the financial system being targeted by those sanctions. You will have new ban on some exportation like the luxury goods. And we will withdraw 
to the Russian state, the most favored nation clause within the World Trade Organization. Police in Washington, D.C. have arrested a man suspected of killing and shooting homeless men in the U.S. Capitol as well as in New York. Two men were killed and three wounded in the shootings that took place over the past 10 days, with Washington Mayor Muriel Bowser and her New York counterpart Eric Adams calling the perpetrator a cold-blooded killer. Washington police said in a tweet that the suspect in the shootings is being interviewed by law enforcement. To sport now, next year's Africa Cup of Nations host Ivory Coast will be handed stricter security demands as a result of the fatal crush during this year's championships in Cameroon. The president of the Confederation of African Football, Patrice Motsepe, said they're going to make sure the crush in Yaoundé, in which eight people were killed, won't happen again. We are not going to make the same mistakes again. There are certain preconditions and uh, in the public domain, I have to be nice and polite and, of course, respectful. But I think behind closed doors, we will be significantly more assertive and more uncompromising in terms of uh, safety, the police, the security, the army where appropriate. Premier League leaders Manchester City have again failed to solve the conundrum of Crystal Palace as their game at Selhurst Park ended nil-nil. It was the second time this season that Palace have kept City off the score sheet and their manager Patrick Vieira was happy to get another point against the top team. When you play against City, you have to concede chances and it's all about having your luck on the day, but it's about as well um, putting a shift as a team and I think we did it today. We fight for the luck and... It's about um, defending well as a team and um, at time during the season we, we struggled when we were in our difficult period in the game. But today in the difficult period we stick together, we've been defending well and uh, in the end they didn't score goals, they have a couple of chances, yes, but you expect those chances when you play against City. Karim Benzema has become the highest-scoring French player in club football. He had two goals in Real Madrid's 3-0 win over Mallorca. That takes his career total to 413 goals, moving ahead of the great Thierry Henry. But Benzema had to go off late with an injury and could miss this weekend's El Clasico. The win puts Real 10 points clear of Sevilla at the top of La Liga. In tennis, Novak Djokovic will return to world number one next week after Daniel Medvedev was beaten by Gael Monfils in Indian Wells. It means Medvedev's first spell as world number one will last just three weeks. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Health authorities have reported more than 27,000 new COVID cases. The hospital authority says an oral antiviral could be a game changer in the battle to lower the death rate. And the COVID-19 situation across the border has worsened, with the number of local infections reported yesterday more than doubling. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 17 Their love was meant for beauty queens And high school girls with clear skin smiles Who married young and then retired The Valentines I never knew The Friday night charades of youth Were spent on one more beautiful 
classic track from Janice Ian, of course, and at 17, more recently covered by Jodie Brooke Wilson. Sounds pretty much the same to her, I might add. Uh, talking about Janice, she's currently.